Why don't we be giving loads of more free stuff off people? What do you mean? We just haven't had anything for a little while, have we? Well, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. We like the free stuff. We're giving away free stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, we get loads of... Usually, I'd probably say once every few weeks, we get like a cool little thing like either a sticker or yeah, a random figurine that we're looking at right now or, you know, just just something random, but we just haven't had anything. Let's sort it out. Yeah. Especially the beer people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the beer people. You're taking the piss now. Ask every week usually. Okay, I've I've laxed a bit the past few weeks, but I might start ramping it back up again now. Yeah, we do. We should. What we need to do is start drinking some beers, taking pictures of them, and go. Come on, you slags. Yeah. Some like we nearly. I tell you what, it would have been good if we'd been sponsored by Apple because I nearly wrecked this laptop about an hour ago. All oh, right. Pr- yeah. I, had to, I was drinking some coffee with it on my lap, so I couldn't really. I was sitting on the sofa. I couldn't really move. I took a swig of the coffee. You know, like it goes into your lungs and there's not a lot you can do it's gonna come out yeah 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 Yeah, you go to cough and but usually it sprays everywhere yeah you just kind of like you make an effort to cover it but because i had the laptop like literally six inches in front of my face it it was either drop the laptop well and i had the coffee on like on the laptop as well i was like this is a worst case scenario to have going to like a coffin fit yeah so i had to put my hand over my mouth and i was going Desperately trying yeah. to keep it in it. It came out my nose. Yeah, but result, man, nothing got fucked up. That's all right then. I was saying, at least it didn't drip down onto it. You know uh, what I mean? It, it hurt my nose. Yeah, it, it does, it does. Have you ever done like um when you've tried to um blow your nose? You know when you hold your nose? And you're, Sorry, I know I sound a bit funny. But you know you do that and you try and blow your ears. And yeah, sometimes you do it too hard. And it, Have you ever done it and it feels like something's coming out your throat? <laughs> have you ever felt that? <laughs> no. No, I haven't. It really it feels like, it just feels like a, like a ball of air, right? And it just feels like it's wrecking the inside of your what, throat. Like you pulled a muscle yeah. in your throat. It's going <laughs> too hard and it just goes, and you're like, oh shit. The noises that we make, it's like desperation noises yeah. hilarious. Like Hannah was upstairs, she was like, what the fuck, you all right? I was going, <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards, when you've got over the initial, like, you know, you've kept it in, then you've got a cough, like yeah. you swallow the coffee, which is like half of a cough, and then you you're like, <laughs> you, yeah, you say you're kind of relieved because you haven't destroyed everything, but you, your face is like burning from, because like, everything's come out of the wrong places. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you use like you try to vomit coffee out your nose. Yeah, why hot not? coffee out your nose. <laughs> it's not fucking good. It is. William Thomas Chris Proctor or Big Billy the Proctonator. He's uh did a massive generous donation on on uh, Patreon. So thanks, mate. Yeah, Top stuff and keeping us uh, keeping us going. Help helping the pod pay for itself. Yeah, which is um. Which is what we want, isn't it, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Well, yeah, we we'd like it to pay for itself. And we kind of is now, I suppose, sort of. Nearly. Nearly. Much, we need yeah. to we need to get more I reckon more equipment, really. So Doing, just everyone yeah. needs to send us like two hundred quid each. Yeah, you know, all our <laughs> thousands of listeners, millions of listeners. Yeah, you can you can do that on the com slash robots for podcast. dear me, dear me. Oh no, Brandon as well, nice one bro. Cheers for that. Big shout out to uh, not as many shout outs this week. What do they say big shout outs? It's kind of something I don't know why I said that. Anyway. Uh, no, they always do it, say it, they don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's a strange one because they don't go, ah, do they, when yeah. they go, big shout out. Yeah, what's a small shout Unless out? you're like one of these crappy little radio stations where they always talk like that. What do you mean? They come on and go, <laughs> yeah. But where they come on and they go, hi, yeah. hi, hi, really loud Hello, straight away. And you're like going, Jesus Christ, turn this shit off. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? No, we don't need that shit, but yeah, man. Um, I've got a proposal. I've, oh, I've, shit. Go on. I've, I did say to you earlier on, but I've got to tell everyone. I'm going to make um, some Robots for Eyes gin. Fucking gin. So I think we either have competitions for it. Um, little bottles. I won't do, I'll won't do. i do loads of little bottles so we can try and give as many as we can away. Yeah. 
Um, Can you get booze away in the post? We just fucking do it and see what happens. Fuck it, mate. Who cares? What they're going to do? Yeah, bollocks them. I'm sure you can send booze in the post. Sainsbury's can deliver it to your door. We can. Yeah, we'll just do it. See what happens. Yeah. Sainsbury's, give us loads of free shit. You need some brave person internationally <laughs> that wants it. You're going to be the guinea pig. Yeah. Um, so I've I've got to I've got to get it all sorted. As in I've got to make it. Yeah. But man. it's 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 ready to be made because the damsons are done. So we're gonna um, I think uh, some sort of competition maybe every week to give away a little bottle yeah, and then. Uh, Maybe if someone with the Patreon, maybe we can just give some there. Of course, if people yeah. give us, yeah. But um, that won't be for a few months because obviously I need to do it and it's it needs to it sit. First. It yeah. needs to sit for a while. It's got to mature. Yeah. And so if you want gin that makes you go blind, yeah, yeah, then Rob's the man. Yeah, <laughs> robots for eyes, blind gin. Yeah, let's get blind drunk. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, as we're saying, David Patrick, Greg, Greg Richards on uh, Twitter. What what guys? And we have got another two people coming to the robots, mate. On oh, the nice. 29th of September, that's um, Aliki and Sophie are now coming. So they're on now. Eight people. All right, okay. We're going to bash ghetto golf. Yeah, yeah. A few beers. Maybe grab a bite to eat. Should be good. Yeah, I think so. It'll be good. So we'll, we'll like book that or get the... When we get closer to the date and we've got more numbers of people that want to come along, uh, we'll get that all sorted. But yeah, sometime around the end of September... If you want to come down and have a, or up or left or right. Wherever you are, yeah. If you want to come over from Alaska, yeah, whatever, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. You might actually burn to death at the moment because it's very hot. It's stupidly hot at the minute, so, yeah. So, yeah, man. Uh, crack cushions, as always. Yeah. Sitting on one right yeah. now. Yeah, sitting on my face again. No, I've turned it the way around oh. now. Mm. I don't like the idea of sitting on your face. No. So I'm sitting on some camo print. All right. Usually you like to sit on your own face, don't you? <laughs> yeah, like a weird contortionist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine walking into a room like that. You'd be, you, you, uh, first thing I'd think, right, is I'd go, that person's dead. Yeah, it's a bit right, of a and, someone, and someone's like just broke every bone in their body and put their head up their own ass just because they're fucking sick. But then if you put your head out and went, it's not what you think, I'd go, it is exactly what I think, <laughs> isn't it, mate? It's worse. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's worse than I thought. Yeah, What's yeah. going on? I thought you were dead, mate. Now I know you're alive and you're doing that. How have you done <laughs> it? That's even worse. Twisted yourself around and bent yourself double, sitting yeah. on your own face. You could shit in your own mouth. You could. I don't you know could. what I'm You could shit on your own head. Could do. You could do that. You could actually shit around your head. Oh. If you had, like, the squits. <laughs> you could, it'd be like a, like a, it'd be like a... Um, like a, um, what do you call it? Like a brown waterfall, but with your head in it. Oh, like a golden shower, yeah. but a self-brown shower. Yeah. Yeah. You'd, <laughs> have <to> <laughs> you'd have to have one of those plastic bed sheets, though, wouldn't you? You'd have to have more than that, yeah. You'd have to, no, we just do it outside. Do it in the garden. Just do it. We just <laughs> do hose it, the lawn down do, after. Just do it on the front lawn. Yeah. Everyone's walking by you. What That's the nice. fuck? <laughs> well, it's experimental, this is. You can't do it indoors. You've got to be outside. You never I know heard, what's going to happen. I heard someone died on, on your road um, the other day. Really? Um, yeah, wall collapsed on them. Fuck me, when was that? Um, 31st, down there. Apparently there's a building going on down there and the geezer who is in the house lives in the house and it fucking collapsed on him while they were working. That's and he had a heart nuts. attack. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, man. So, in other words, don't hire shit builders otherwise you end up dying from brick walls Can falling in trouble. Yeah. That's my out. lesson anyway. Shout out to Carousel Sniper and yeah. uh, You're Wicked Stupid. Um, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, some people have been, that's great. It helps us out. Uh, you get stickers. They're available. Just uh, ask and you will receive. Uh, <laughs> so, we mentioned our Patreon. If you want to get a t shirt for 
like posting packaging is free only this weekend. So if you can listen to this on Monday or after the fact, tough shit. So I suppose we're only really talking to the people that are going to listen. Hardcore fans will yeah, like wait. Away. The ones who sit there at the computer going, I know it's roughly this time it comes out. And waiting, there are people waiting, that do that, believe it or not. <laughs> Freaks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you want free delivery on the t-shirt or something, just head over to robotsrisepodcast.tmill.com. That's the actual address instead Is of the ones that we fumble through and make up. Have we made it with the other ones all wrong before? <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty okay. much. Oh, great. Uh, I think that covers everything. So um, let's play some music and have a mind melter. Let's do this. doing today black holes what so the thing is i was thinking about this the other day when i was at work routinely i talk about shit that i don't understand at work but i can kind of like blag my way through it so mm. this one is not going to be the case though this is this isn't a blagger no, no you can't it's fucking mate it's mind melting yeah it's absolutely i wanted to do one on black holes for a while um but i, I kind of like refrained because just trying to explain like the simple things about it are just fucking incredibly difficult. It's mind-bending. Well, I um, I was funny enough talking about black holes last night. I was sitting outside about probably about half one in the morning. Oh, wow. And I was just looking at stars. And I was just, well, um, I wasn't actually. I was just chilling. I had a few drinks in a day, but I didn't go nuts. And I was just sort of just chilling. But, um, yeah, I got into, like, I was into space chant, ra- space chant ranting. You know, when you just go off on one, yeah, yeah, yeah. on for the tangent. And I think Kath was just sort of sitting there going out going... <laughs> Shut up, Rob. Yeah. So he's into it at first, and I think because I carried on, you know, when you go, okay, yeah, I get it. You know what I mean? When someone does that, I think she was doing that to me. It's me all the time, mate. Yeah. And <laughs> she's just going, yeah, I get it. You can stop talking now. And I was going, well, you know, everything can be evolved around a black hole. You know what I mean? In theory, there's a supermassive black hole in the beginning of every galaxy. There Our galaxy is going to hit Andromeda, <laughs> and if over bi- over billions of years, it's going to sink into each other. The most likely, most stars won't hit each other, and it'll just. And she's just going, "What are you on about?" Well, that's what they say. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. they say about like, galaxy yeah, yeah. collisions that, that they don't actually hit each other. No. It, but, uh, I imagine some things probably hit, but obviously, it's probably very, very, very rare because it's such. Well, think about it. How it's big it is? It's just a huge amount of space. But it's just imagine all the gravitational pulls and everything. It's just gonna fuck everything up. Well, yeah, you can look at computer modelling and they like swing around themselves mm. and pull each other. It's not going to be fun for you if you're in no. there. No, 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 no. So we're probably going to struggle to explain um, and understand <laughs> this. I mean, everybody really does the, the, the simple bits you can get your head around, but most of it is, you know, it's it's really beyond <laughs> fucking what you can get your head into. I mean, like that. It's mind-boggling the size and the power these things possess. A lot like, beyond my ability to understand and if so if you know about black holes um i hope this episode will be entertaining um but if you've got like a passing interest and at least it'll hopefully give you some like ammo to blow your mates brains down the pub you know what i mean yeah well it's it's the funny thing is right as much as we know about it it's just a theory still so it may <laughs> may well, not no they know they're there they do they exist. know they're there but what i mean is like how it's done and how it's yeah. how it's got its power what you know some people think it spurts out shit at the other side of the like fucking universe and all that 
yeah. I don't believe in any of that shit. I think it literally just fucks everything up. It's just, <laughs> it's just like a universe bin. It just goes, fucking have it. You, you, know, like yeah. a, you know, like a trash compactor. It's yeah. that, yeah. but like super style. And it just goes, fuck everything. Crushes well, it into like nothing and just goes, see ya. That's it. That's that's literally that's how I, I see it. Well, we've got, I've got some bits on uh, white holes later on, which could be like the exact opposite of black holes, and potentially it sort of explains where shit goes once it goes in. But right, I think we're better off starting with uh, how you know the concepts of black holes came about, yeah. followed by a bit about their discovery, and then onto some different types of black holes and the crazy mind-bending time effects that come with them. So, what is a black hole? Seems like a good starting point. Simply put, according to the peeps that know best. The cosmologist. A black hole is a region in space that has a gravitational field or gravitational pull that is so massive, not even photons of light can escape. Or in other words, it's a region of space where the universe as we know it ceases to exist, like a literal rip in the fabric of space and time. It's just crazy, isn't it? Well, all our maths get completely mashed up and n- nothing works. No observations are possible. Uh, and stri- Because really, like, they're invisible. You, you oh, yeah. can't. You can't see them. Never. Yeah. You, so you can't actually detect it. As in, like you can't go point Vis- out. Yeah. You, go, you can go. There's probably one around there because of the way everything's moving and all that. But you can't actually point out exactly where it is. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's kind of like it's. It's kind of like it doesn't exist in a way. It's just there, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's the motion of objects or you know like gas clouds yeah. or things near black holes that reveal where they are. It's not the black hole itself, unless they're feeding. Have, have they managed to get like clips of things going into, like like pictures of stuff being, getting taken They've in? Seen stars get getting sort of swung around, like swung around the back of, of of black holes as they've been pulled in and ripped apart. So they've seen some quite. It'd be, it'd be interesting, staggering if, stuff. If they could get like a, I know it wouldn't happen because it's going to take a long, long time anyway. But like a video footage of it happening to one, I know it's literally. You're probably talking a long way away before they can do that. When they but, feed, um, it happens quick. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So if we catch one doing it, well, you you could see it. Yeah. You could. Well, you could see its effects. Well, we'll get into yeah, it. That's it's what, fucking yeah. mind bending, mate. So if we're gonna, what we'll do is we'll try and ex- explain, uh, you know, the concept of how they came about, um, and it's probably best to start is if you th- if you think of something small in space, like if we were to travel to an asteroid and attempt to land a ship on it, but you'd kind of like you'd struggle. You'd struggle to land because they're so small. The gravitational pull so weak, or gravity well, it's the thing that you fall into. It's mm. tiny. So depending on the size of the asteroid, we'd have to somehow tether our ship to it, or or stay in orbit because you just can't land on it. it doesn't have a doesn't have a, a big enough gravitational pull to hold the ship down, stay like in a stable position. And like even walking on an asteroid would be hard. I mean, depending on size, but you you could probably jump into orbit. Off yeah. a bla- off a um asteroid, because they just don't they're not that massive, weak as fuck. They're on about towing towing one. I mean, it probably won't happen like close to the Earth, so yeah. they can like study and and potentially mine it because they're, they're that small. Now, if we picture the dudes on the moon, which has one sixth the gravitational pull of the Earth, now they could jump a lot higher. In theory, a human. Without a suit, like just in your speedos, basically. On yeah, the yeah. obviously that's what you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah space speedos. Well, if, if I could go into sp- onto the moon and they said, what would you like to wear? It probably wouldn't be speedos or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Simple as. I saw the naked or speedos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you could jump if you're like in basically minimal gear. If you could 
you know, say you, t- the, uh, you can reduce the Earth's gravity that of the moon, you, you could jump for to four seconds, you'd be airborne and reach a height of three metres on the moon. So you can see that like, we've increased the mass from an asteroid to the size of the moon. We've also increased its gravity. So mm-hmm. you can jump higher, but, um, you know, and, and interestingly, big Neil Armstrong, his total weight, the, you know, his backpack and his, his body, his suit and everything on Earth weighed 360 pounds, which is about 160 kilo. Now, it's heavy as shit, that is. Yeah. It's fucking really heavy. You'd struggle to walk around for a long period of time with that. Well, I'm, I think I'm 67 kilos. It's double me, basically. Sticking another 100 kilo on you, basically, yeah. yeah. But on the moon, that 360 pound or 160 kilo weight was reduced to 60 pounds or just under, it's about 27 kilos. So his mass stayed the same. That hasn't changed. But because the moon's gravity is weaker and it pulls less, his, his, Weight is less, yeah, yeah. but you've got to be like uh, really careful though, because you've still got the same strength in your muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, if like you're inside this spacecraft, so if you chinned someone on the moon, they probably would actually, you know, like in the movies, like the superheroes when they punch them, they go about forty yards into yeah. a brick wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Well, it's like how far <laughs> can you throw thirty kilos or twenty-seven kilos? That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. that's how much that geezer who weighs with all the backpack on weighs. So if you got a pebble right and then launched it, it'd just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, fuck. Well, that's why when they play golf, they'll be able to hit the ball and hit it a long way because their their muscles are so... Sh- but they're still earth muscles yeah, and yeah. they're on a smaller body. So you can... Even, like inside the spacecraft, if you jumped, you'd hit the fucking roof. Bang, bang, bang. You know, you'd jump around. It's hard, man. You have to be real, well careful. So we know how high we can jump on the earth because it's bigger and we live here. Uh, 1G, obviously. So if you travel to Jupiter, which is the biggest planet in the solar system... Its gravitational pull is 2.5 times greater than the Earth. I thought it was a lot higher than that, mm. but it isn't, apparently. Get fact-checking in case I'm wrong. But if you try to jump, well, you couldn't because it's a gas giant. There's no land. But let's just say it did have a solid surface. Yeah, you'd uh, If you weighed 150 pounds on the Earth, sort of average weight, 70 kilos, on Jupiter, you'd weigh... Uh, 375 pound or 170 kilos <laughs> so it'd be like trying to <laughs> jump whilst bench pressing yeah, yeah. 100 plus kilos yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's carrying all your weights on you and trying to jump well, or trying to run with it so how much do you weigh um 67 or 68 kilos something like that. okay right so basically it i would weigh the combination well me and you would weigh the combination of more than me and you if you went yeah, to yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it's fucking mad isn't it so if you if we took it one step further and went to the sun, another we're stepping up in size here and turned it solid so you could stand on it, uh, we wouldn't even leave the surface because you'd be trying to jump with approximately two tons of weight on your shoulders. You'd be killed instantly. It would crush yeah, you to you, death. You say you'd just be like, yeah, you? you'd and you'd be yeah. gone. <laughs> Twenty eight times the uh, gravitational pull of the Earth. So one hundred and fifty pound dude on the Earth. Me or you, you'd weigh 4,200 pounds if you stood on the sun. About the weight of an average American. (laughs) (laughs) 1,900 kilograms. It'd just shatter your bones. Yeah, yeah. And the sun is small, by the way. It's not even a big fucking star. There's some truly massive shit. Oh, God, yeah. I've I've seen some of the things in the the star, uh, uh, the the sun, is like, it's like an ant compared to a lot of them. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Nuts, isn't it? You think, how is that going? Yeah. And sunburns, is it 300 million 
tons of energy a second. Or something, something, like that. something ridiculous. Yeah, and it can, but it's going to burn. I don't for even 10 know how what, how burning energy would look like. You know what I mean? Like but the fucking sun. Yeah, 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 just a big fireball. There you go. <laughs> you can look at it, but it's not good for you. Thirty million tons a second, or oh, something. It's fucking shocking. And it does. It's been doing that for billions of years. It's just going fuck it, and it will continue on for billions. Yeah, it's like it's, it's got. No, it's like it's got loads in the bank still. Fucking ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's nearly a full tank still. And you're going. Hang on. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Got loads. So the only reason why I wanted to paint that shitty picture on how like gravity pulls things back in depending on their mass and density is because black holes are so fucking massive and dense, not even light can escape. Which is strange because, as far as we can tell, like a photon. A photon of light has zero mass. It doesn't weigh anything. Now, we know this because it travels at the speed of light. Mm. E equals mc squared, yo. Uh, if you have mass, <laughs> even the smallest amount, like even a particle, and try to accelerate that to the speed of light, it would take more energy in the acceleration getting up to that speed than is available in the entire universe. So only massless objects like a photon, can travel at light speed. Nothing else can. So it's easy to think, oh, how, how can then, if they don't have mass, how is the gravity pu- of, the, of the black hole pulling them in? They don't weigh anything. What's mm. it? How can it grab it if it doesn't weigh anything? Yeah. It's easy to think of a black hole as, as literally pulling in the very fabric of space and time into it. It's not the photon. The shit that the photon travels through is getting... It's dragging that in. Yeah, yeah. it's dragging the universe it's, in. It's like pulling a blanket, isn't it? Like, like if you've got like a, like a, just say an ant on a blanket, you wouldn't notice it, but it's that doesn't matter. It's pulling the blanket rather than... Then the ant, the yeah. Ant, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. The rogue yeah. ant. The rogue ant, yeah. I've got a thing about ants, haven't I? Love a good ant. <laughs> I don't ever talk about them in any other place, but on the podcast, I just talk about ants. They can be some black holes, they can be beer talk. Yeah. So that's why they appear black, basically. Yeah. Because photons of light can't even escape. Now, if you want to know what one looks like, the best image you can, the best thing you can do is, ch- is go check out the image of the black hole Gargantuan, which was made for the film Interstellar. That was uh, the producers hired a guy, an astrophysicist called Kip Thorne, and he and his team used equations in Einstein's general relativity to to actually try and make the most accurate picture of a black hole and what it would look like. Mm-hmm. And that one in Interstellar, Garg- I mean, they released, they submitted scientific papers that furthered our understanding of black holes from that. Okay. So it's not just, you know, a pretty picture in a film. It's fucking legit. Mm. And like, if you, have, have you ever seen it? I don't think so. Well, it's like, it looks like a, bo- a black ball. It's got like a, a, a on the equator, there's like a, a, a white ring of like, you know, superheated gas. And there's one around the top as well. But the reason why they submitted it as a scientific paper is because when you look at that image, the, the arc of fire that goes over the top of the black hole isn't over the top of it. It's behind it. It's just that it's warped space-time so much. called gravitational lensing. You can see what's behind the black hole because it bends over the top of it. (laughs) What? (laughs) It's fucking crazy. That is mad. That is mad. So in simple terms, as we've said, they're black because light can't escape. Uh, And that's because their escape velocity, the shit that you need to get away from a black hole, uh, is faster than light. So nothing can travel faster than light. So nothing gets out. That's why they're black. Shit goes in. Information goes in, but nothing comes out, and we are blind, totally blind to what is actually going on inside yeah. there. We just will never. What's ha- yeah, what's happening? Like, if you put it as a, um, obviously this is a minuscule little um, example, but if it is like a bin, 
as in like a compacting bin. You don't you chuck stuff in, it goes in. You know where it goes because it gets crushed up and you have to get rid of it. So where where is the rest of the stuff going? Even though it obviously gets literally squeezed out of <laughs> fuck all virtually. But there's you feel like I feel like there's gotta be something there still. Yeah. Because there was a planets, universes. <laughs> yeah, but oh, it's there. Yeah, yeah. It's but just but, a, but where, how big? Where is it? Is it an atom? I don't know, it, mate. It could black hole. Every atom could be planets being crushed through a black hole to an atom size. Yeah, it's insane. We've got some. I've got. I mean, I've, I'll try and explain what they think potentially happens. But we'll talk a little bit about escape velocities just to put the perspective of. The, sp- the you know the black holes uh, escape velocity the speed of light yeah that does I mean that's that's sort of just words that is but if you try if if you take the into account the escape velocity of the Earth which is about seven miles a second which is fast as fuck if you can get a spacecraft up to seven miles per second or quicker you're you're off into space and I don't mean orbiting the Earth I mean you'll leave the Earth's yeah, pull yeah. and you'll because <laughs> yeah, right, you'll Breaking you're away, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're pu- you're accelerating quicker than the Earth can pull you back in. Quicker than the gravity pulling you back. Yeah. Thing, so yeah. you leave the Earth entirely, not just stay in orbit or go to the moon. You go into deep space. Yeah. <coughs> That's the escape velocity of the Earth. Now, light speed, seven miles per second on the Earth. <laughs> light speed is a hundred and eighty-six thousand two hundred and eighty-two miles per second. Yeah. So you've got to go quicker. That's a black hole's escape velocity. Nearly as fast as Usain Bolt. It's fucking, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Not per hour. Per second. Per yeah. second. It'll go nearly 200,000 miles in one second. Gets to the moon in two seconds. That's why there was a bit of a delay when we were speaking to the uh, the lads up on the moon. We'd say, how's it going? And it takes fucking two seconds for the light, because it's radio waves travelling at light speed. It takes two seconds to get there. So, because you can't see them. Oh, do radio waves travel at light speed? Do they? Yeah. All oh, right, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's what it is. It's just light. Sound. It's light, yo. Black holes are savages. Now, because you can't see them, all you see is the absence of where they are, basically. The absence of light extending out to the event horizon, which (coughs) is a great film. But the event horizon is also a boundary around a black hole that if you pass into it, if you go over the the event horizon, you you can only travel inwards. You can't go out. You'll you'll only fall into the singularity. Not even light can back out from that point. Uh, It's called the event horizon because if something happens past that field of view, all that horizon, we cannot see it. It's fucked, yeah. (laughs) It's gone, yeah, yeah. It's gone. The escape velocity is huge and we'll never know (laughs) what it is. And a singularity, this is a bit fucking weird and it's hard to get your head around. It's a point inside the black hole. That's the thing that everything's (laughs) flying into. Yeah. Um, It doesn't even make sense, mate, because its density becomes infinite and its size becomes infinitely small. That is a st- that's the definition of a singularity. Infinitely dense, so more dense than anything ever. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I was on about with the, like the planets and stuff. It can be, it's like smaller than the size of an atom, but that could be that could have been Earth. It's not even smaller than the yeah, size. It's, of it's yeah, it's infinitely even, small. Yeah, it's infinitely small. Yeah, it can. It's not there in theory. But it can be in- infinitely small. But it's infinitely heavy. It's infinitely dense. How can it be <laughs> infinitely dense when it hasn't sucked everything in the universe in? So there's more stuff out there. It can be. You know what I mean? It just ah. It's the world we live in. Are we traveling through a black hole now? Well, and it's like a weird. More on that in a bit, mate. <laughs> We've got. We could be. Yeah. Very well. We could. Will. There's just looking at black holes going. Oh, it destroys everything. But maybe it does. But it also, 
is the universe a new universe? Who Mate. knows? Uh, it's, it'll mind your it'll mind your melt. It'll mind your melt. <laughs> it'll, it'll mind your melt. My mind okay, has already everyone. been melted. Yeah. <laughs> so the singularity basically is a polite word that scientists use to describe that they have no clue what's going on at that particular point in space. So exactly what's going on inside over the event horizon is up for grabs. No one knows because at present it's unknowable and our maths just break down. The rules that we use to understand the universe around us just do not fucking work for any region past the event horizon. And the singularity shouldn't really even exist. It doesn't make any sense. When, when like, scientists say, when we bring in the word infinite, and that things are infinitely large, infinitely small, from documentaries that I was reading, it's, they're kind of saying, when they say that, they're saying that we don't know our maths don't <laughs> yeah. work. Like the calculator just goes, nope, b -b 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 -b, and just goes, e. just goes, I don't know what the hell this is. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we know a lot about them and we know how they formed theoretically just keep adding mass and stuff now because we knew how they formed through theoretical mass we were able to predict the presence of black holes well before they were found uh, they, they knew at some point an object's mass and density would become so massive shit would just start to get really strange uh, like black holes were one of the only objects in the in the universe that has, was discovered through not through physical observations, basically, just mm. through pure <coughs> theoretical maths. It's not like a supernova that goes boom and you could, can see it. Could you know. the black hole be the Big Bang? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. It seems like it could be. Because it, if, if it infinitely shrinks everything down to nothing with the same weight, I don't know if a black hole can explode, but maybe it can, or I don't know if it just disappears. It can or explode what. internally. And then if, <laughs> it, if it explodes... Could that be everything coming back out? And well, it doesn't come out; it stays yeah, in. Or, but does or whatever, it explode? Whatever it do, yeah. What does it do? I'll explain later on. <laughs> it's fucking mind mending. Right. So we put forward as a possibility in the 1700s by uh, I think it was a geologist called John Mitchell. But like back then, they were going to burn people for fucking being witches and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And they drown were, you for being a witch. And if if you if you what was it if if you floated, you were a witch. If you I died, think. you were innocent. If you, but if you sunk, you weren't a witch. But if you floated, you were or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. So in other words, you were fucked anyway. You're yeah. going to die. Yeah. So, it's okay, though. We'll find out if you're a witch or not. I can tell you now, I'm not a witch. And I'm going to die anyway. You're so you might as well anyway. just do anything. Yeah, exactly. It's just a way of justifying it, I suppose. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we're dealing with like times back then. And this geezer put forward this mad, brave possibility that yeah. they existed. And people just like nah that's impossible it would consume the whole universe you're telling me that it sucks everything in why hasn't everything been sucked into it so they were literally forgotten about and thought of as you know that's just too far out and because they thought a black hole would consume everything couldn't mm -hmm. couldn't exist now then it came to einstein in 1916 now part of his work on general relativity like he sort of predicted their reality he, he just kept adding mass and density to an object on pen and paper and eventually like the universe broke, it just the, the math said this is what's going to happen yeah, next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he was like, <laughs> and then it just went, um, it's going to explode. Basically, <laughs> he was like, the, the math says they should exist, but he didn't like it. Apparently, he was what? That's there's got to be something wrong with this. He mm. can't do that. Mm. But they weren't called black holes until 1967, when an astronomer called John Wheeler. He says he, it's the internet says he named, he gave him the name, but he didn't. It was I think it was a student in like a lecture who just shouted out. Call them black holes. So they did. But because before that, they were called dark stars, which I right. think is a better name. Dark stars. It's moody, isn't it? 
Yeah, but black hole is basically what it, as far as we know, is what it is. It's not really a black star. It's more, it's just, it's just a nothingness. It's just like a a, a, a hole yeah. with blackness. It's a nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, an, it's a nothingness yeah, yeah. of everything. Yeah, yeah. It's got everything but nothing. Yeah. What? Ah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, it comes, man. Price yeah. starts coming out of your ears. The first one discovered was called, um, I think it was called Sinus X1 or Cygnus X1, 1964. Uh, they used a rocket with Geiger counters strapped to the side of it. I don't think it went into orbit. They just fu- fucked it off really high up into the atmosphere. And they got massive X-ray spikes registering on the counters coming, uh, coming from the constellation of uh, Cygnus. Now, because they're invisible, you have to look for evidence of their presence or mm. their gravity by looking at objects such as like huge gas clouds or stars and how they move through space near black holes. Now, astronomers have found and watched multiple stars orbiting central points in space that contain absolutely nothing visible. There's nothing there. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck is keeping these massive stars moving and in orbit around absolutely nothing? There's got to be something there. So they kind of worked I mean, out it's got something with a, a mass gravitational pull to make it obviously, like you're saying, for them to go around, isn't it? Whole so star yeah, systems. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? It's got. It, there's got to be something there. Otherwise, they're just going out mm-hmm. anywhere they wanted to, wouldn't they? Yeah. As in groups, they around each other, yeah. just going off. Yeah. So this, th- what they figured out is that the stars are actually orbiting like these invisible, huge mass, black masses, which, which are, you know, obviously the black hole, like how the Earth orbits the sun, we go around that. Whole star systems moving at millions of miles per hour around invisible and unseen massive objects, you know, in like a point in space. It's really, really fucking strange. And they actually were able to measure the density and mass of black holes through the motion of the stars around them. Okay. They use that to their advantage because they can, I mean, it's fucking complicated shit, but astronomers can weigh stars through observations of their orbits around other stars, like in binary star systems. It's like binary star systems are two stars and they're moving around themselves, around like a a, a, a common central point. It's like tying two weights together with a chain and spinning it around your head. You can see how they move and from that because they figured out they can work out which one's heavier and which one yeah yeah Yeah, because orbits are like governed by gravity and uh, that's governed by mass so they were able to do some like clever science shit that I don't understand and uh, which tells them the weight of the stars now because they knew the weight of the stars they were then able to determine the mass of the black hole what it has to be to pull these stars that weigh this much in and keep them in orbit but that's not the only way that they can see them sometimes we get lucky and actually see a star getting ripped apart and you know by a feeding black hole i say it's like we have to get lucky but it's happening all the time yeah yeah but the universe is fucking big we've just gotta we've gotta spot it we've gotta be looking at the right place at the right time it's like finding a needle in a universe of haystacks <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what it's like finding isn't it finding one needle even though there's it's happening all the time it's just that vast it's like you won't notice it unless you get lucky really yeah 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 there's a lot of luck but it's a common event. We just shit's big, man. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. So when one is feeding, what you we tend to see is giant, huge jets of like ionized matter, light years in length. These these fucking jets are, and they shoot out across space at speeds close to the speed of light. Now, mm. I'm not saying that they're shooting out from the black hole. They're shooting from just outside the event horizon where the black hole's fucking stars up. Yeah. And this is the energy that's released. Now, these jets are some of the brightest objects 
in the universe. And they're also some of the largest structures we've seen in the universe. They're called quasars. And we've, we've observed them. We know they exist. Yeah, yeah. We've seen them. In 2005, astronomers were ob- observing two colliding galaxies, which is just fucking mental when you think <laughs> yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. What are you talking about? Colliding? How, do you, how do you observe it? As in, like, because you only can see, like, in the life's life span of it colliding, it's your a, not even a millisecond, because... Obviously, you can't fast forward it and go. Let's watch it go, bum 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 bum, into each other. Yeah. So they must have just watched it. Just well, so they're, they're they're happening. So when yeah. you look at them in space, yeah, they're, they're going like that. Yeah, but, but they're not. They're motionless. But they don't but even. By, like the, by the time they're dead and their generations are dead and all that, it it's still be in that position. Yeah, it was like that when the Egyptians. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like what? Yeah, it's so fucking big. Yeah, yeah. What's happening? It's not moved, but it is happening. So when these, but it is moving. Yeah, ah, it is. It's moving really quick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Rapid yeah, yeah, as yeah. fuck, and yet it looks like it's stationary. Yeah, it's been stationary for two thousand years or something. This <laughs> is crazy. My head. It's madness, isn't it? So what they did is when they found these two galaxies smashing into each other. They started to pick up gamma ray bursts emitting from the central, uh, like the central point of of the galaxies, uh, and it was it was kind of like throwing superheated gas and uh, you know matter and shit out into space at three hundred thousand kilometers per second, which is ninety five percent the speed of light. Now they were like, well, "What is chucking this enormous amount of mass out at basically light speed? Yeah, yeah. How the fuck? What is doing that?" Now the only thing capable of creating that energy was a black hole. That's the only thing we could theoretically think of that could do that to stuff. And that's exactly what they found. That what basically a star, it seems, wandered too close and got pulled in to- towards the event horizon. Yeah, half of it was ripped off and consumed like falling over the event horizon and disappearing. And the other half was thrown out into space in massive jets of radiation because it like, like the centrifugal force had come around it and mm. then just fucking chucked stuff. And it's, yeah, as it swung around, it ripped to pieces and threw stuff, threw sp- and that's what we were seeing. Now, the energy released by the star's constru- um, consumption in, a, in this single event alone was a 100 times the amount... Of energy that our sun will release in its entire existence. Fuck. It's fucking nuts, man. <laughs> Imagine living on a planet near that fucker. Well, you wouldn't be able to. You'd, be, like you'd be fucked. You'd be dead like, before you even noticed it happened. Even like <laughs> 10,000 <laughs> light years away, yeah, yeah, you'd be like, what's going on over yeah, there? And you'd be going, shit the bed, man. <laughs> it's so amazing. I'd be like, has anyone got a, like a, a light speed rocket, which is just a bit quicker than that? And that looks like it's going 95% the speed of light. What's coming out of that? Can we get the speed of light, please? So we can get away from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slowly get away from it. It's phenomenal, isn't it? That yeah. An object has the amount of power to rip a star yeah. in half and throw it. A star for fuck's sake and throw half it out at na- basically light speed yeah what just obliterates one half of it completely just absorbs it or does some whatever it does to it properly compresses and it to infinitely small it off yeah just, yeah. just comp- yeah, compresses it to nothing <laughs> <laughs> and then the other half is just like <laughs> flinged to to fuckville uh, it's fucking crazy what's really interesting that is each galaxy has a black hole at its centre which is proportional to its size Exactly proportional to its size, but we'll, men- we'll mention more on that later on. But I just wanted to throw that in here because we're talking about two galaxies colliding. So most galaxies have black holes. Uh, it's not—it's hard to know the the true amount because fucking galaxies are big. Mm. You know what I mean? And black holes are hard to spot. But we know the Andromeda galaxy, which is our nearest, our nearest neighbour, has we think at least 
we know of 35 black holes that are just roaming around and we could literally have millions in the milky way like isolated stellar black holes that are mm. just not feeding or not near anything just wandering they're around they're just there yeah. yeah yeah plus we've got one in the middle of our galaxy as all galaxies seem to have some well, are active got to because we, you know when you see um these tv shows and it shows you the thousands and billions of galaxies trillions of galaxies and then a big vast open space and then there's a massive cluster of like the galaxy and there's loads of little galaxies little you know what i mean yeah. they're fucking huge but you know what i mean how would they all be stuck together in a like a ball while the other ones you know what i mean they'd all be all together otherwise yeah. if there wasn't something sucking them in yeah, yeah. to make that galaxy <laughs> yeah it's fucking mad it's such it's such an interesting thing like it, when you start to like do a little bit i mean this is fucking bro science review like a research into black holes but when you start doing it they are massively important to the evolution and the structure of the entire universe they sort yeah. of keep shit together well yeah it's, it's it whilst fucking it destroy everything but it all, like you say it's probably it's probably what keeps us well we it probably is. wouldn't be here if, if they weren't there I don't think we would no we wouldn't it's fucking nuts it kind of keeps as much as it causes chaos as you get into it Obviously, we we won't ever in our lifetime, obviously, yeah. <laughs> and like for probably billions of generations. But uh, it's it keeps a, it keeps the structure of the universe and the gravitational pulls of all the other planets in order. It keeps every the structure of the keeps galaxy everything in order. Yeah, the, the structure of the galaxy depends. If on that the disappeared, off. things would just go through, and then we'd probably die because <laughs> you know what I mean, and then and that's it. So. So like we say, they become active when a star wanders too close and gets consumed, but that's not the only way um, things get close. Some black holes are moving through space, and a superbly named specimen called GRO J165540 is moving through our galaxy at 400,000 kilometres per hour. Okay. Now, that's fucking mental. It's gone rogue. Basically, yeah, it's just going off. Oh, fuck this! I'm not staying here. I'm yeah. going to just go somewhere else and absorb everything as I go. <laughs> but but the thing is, something must have given it the energy to move. Something with more energy than it forced it to move, which is fucking frightening. And when it was found, astronomers, when you, you that's the way you got to think of it. I don't. Yeah, something has imparted just, energy to I make it move. I just want to think what it was. I think could it be the big black hole? But no, in the centre of the galaxy. But that's in theory. That's got the same power as that black hole. No, because they have different masses. They have different oh, masses. Oh no, yeah, but you're it's right. The same, it's the same. Yeah, yeah. Once you get bigger, good point actually. Yeah. So what what is controlling that? Is there like a, a I don't know simulation theory, mate? Someone's pressing some buttons. Yeah, on someone's a having a laugh. <laughs> this all this is bollocks. <laughs> the end. Yeah, let's so, just get out of this one. Sims. <laughs> <laughs> so when they found this black hole moving, they actually spotted not the black hole, but but they spotted a star being dragged through through the Milky Way galaxy on a strange path that didn't obs- like coincide with everything else around it. And it was orbiting something invisible every two and a half days. So this star's year was two and a half days. Now they think that what happened was the black hole this star is... Is, is spinning around was originally part of a binary star system so there were two stars orbiting a central point and one of the stars 
supernova and collapsed into a black hole. And the other one was like, oh, for fuck's sakes, man. I've got impending doom he's, coming. He's got fucking well moody over there now. Yeah, he's, he's, he's gone, he's looked at his mate Gary and gone, oh, Gary, don't do this to me. Do not do this to me. <laughs> Gary gone, just, oh. went, Zap, and just yeah. disappeared. And he's just gone, no, Gary, that's it. That's it. <laughs> if you, you go, I'm going, yeah. simple as. It's just Ga- a matter of time. And then Gary fucking went into fifth gear flat out off the rev limit through yeah, the galaxy on a road Gar- mission. Yeah. Gary just went off on one, yeah. Gary was like, oh, do you know what? Fuck this, I'm going on a major binge. <laughs> <laughs> It's on a wrecking and, ball, and his mate, his mates just following behind, going, "Oh shit, I've, I've got, to, I'm going to be in this carnage in a bit." <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. dragged along for the ride. Yeah. So, so how are they formed? That's an interesting, interesting way. Like, so how can something like this occur? There's three types of black holes, as far as I could tell. You've got stellar black holes from stars. You've got supermassive black holes and primordial. From Muse. Yeah, yeah, from Muse, they made that. <laughs> <laughs> and primordial yeah. miniature black holes, tiny yeah. little things. And I can't explain them all, um, like the formation of each one of these, because uh, I can't, because yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but what I'll do is I'll, ex- I'll try and explain the most common type of black holes that are around. Uh, they're the stellar black holes. Um, now, the way they are created is fucking crazy. Now, they've been measured, stellar black holes have been measured to, to be 10 miles wide, Okay. Which is small as fuck when you consider they contain... What they do, yeah. 20, this one, it had 20 suns worth of mass in a 10-mile-wide area. Now, just picture that. It's difficult to imagine. 20 suns in 10 miles. You can fit 1.3 million Earths into the sun, right? The sun is 64,000 miles wide. Imagine twenty of them all compressed into something the size of a small city. So it's like it's like a really really compact clown's car. That's how you got to think of it. You know, when like you, like ten of them come out, you think that's got to be it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's another thirty of them come out, you think, wow, that's, it. that's <laughs> yeah. exactly it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the opposite. Yeah, but the opposite. Yeah, they go in and that's it. Yeah, and you just can't imagine. And they can't, can't get out. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. How many clowns? There's a bit of fucking trapdoor in that van. They're going down somewhere. So in this particular ten mile wide area, when the you trapdoor in the van. <laughs> sorry. There's <laughs> basically 26 million Earths yeah. squashed into a 10 mile wide area. What the diddly fuck does that even mean? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. It's fucking shocking. So stellar stellar black holes come from only a specific type of star, blue giants and blue supergiants. Not all stars can turn into black holes. Now these fuckers are enormous. They're massive. Temperatures on the surface are about 50,000 degrees Celsius. I mean, compare that to our sun, which is f- uh, 5,500 so these things are hot as fuck. A little bit warmer than ours, yeah. And the, the about, temp- ten, about ten times as hot, nearly. And the temperatures in the core, right in the centre, run into well, potentially trillions of degrees. I mean, yeah. I don't even understand what that even fucking means. Trillions of gr- uh, I thought like seventy degrees was warm. You know what I mean? You put your <laughs> hand in the bath. It will fuck me. That's a bit warm. So these fuckers go trillions. You're saying it's about 70 degrees in Portugal, or something at the minute, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You think 47's hot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, 15 trillion <laughs> yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking uh, crazy, mate. Yeah. Now, these massive stars only live for about 10 million years old. Now, that sounds like a long time because we only live for like, you know, 80 or 70 or whatever. But if you compare it to our sun's life span, which is approximately 10 billion you can see that they're very they're like Kurt Cobain of stars. Yeah, I was I was about to compare it to basically um like a rock star who's gone on a major binge, you yeah. know. Then you got rock stars which keep their heads screwed on, you know, like Dave Grohl and stuff. Obviously have a bit of fun, you know what I mean? And then you got some which just go fucking berserk and die. Yeah. Basically that's what that star is. Yeah, basically yeah, that's it. That's what they are. Live fast, die young and go black as shit in the our, process. Our stars are Dave Grohl. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, a, and a, a blue whatever it's called. What was it? Super giant. Super giant is is a Kurt Cobain. Yeah, mad fuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, incidentally, like life probably doesn't evolve around these stars because of their such a short lifespan. It doesn't have time to, you know, to to get it's a so aggressive on. as well, isn't it? When yeah. you think about it, it's so aggressive the heat and everything, and so I imagine it's hard for. I don't know because I'm basing that on human life, basically on our Earth. Yeah. But it'd be hard for things to live on it, but we we'll live around it. Sorry. It but does seem that way because of the time constraints. But what do I know? There's probably animals who can walk around in <laughs> fucking it's 100 million degrees. <laughs> this is fucking cold, isn't it? I've got a coat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <mate. Coat>. yeah. <laughs> it's interesting though that black holes. If if that is the case that supergiants don't have enough time to sustain life around them. Um, that black holes come from an area where nothing is going to be killed. Do you see what I mean? It's a bit mm. weird that. There's no sort of... They're not fucking anything up in the process of being made, but they'll fuck you up once they're... When they're feeding. Well, it's, it's that... Just quirk of the universe, isn't it? I, I suppose. suppose. Um, yeah, it's just a bit of an odd one, that one. Is it because... I'm just trying to... F- <laughs> I'm not, a, as you can tell, a scientist. Professor Rob. Yeah, Professor Rob. Could it be that... If you look at the um, our galaxy, we're like off one of the like one of the, the wing things, aren't we? Off of it really, yeah, we're right arms. on the fucking edge we're on, on the, the spiral arm. arm. I imagine there's probably not much living near the center of it because it's probably it looks fairly bright. Up. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> picking up a lot of a uh, a lot of pressure. I'm going to call it. <laughs> yeah. So I imagine that a lot of stuff's already dead, and it's just getting recycled. It'd be way. interesting to see, like it, you know, in the future, as our knowledge gets you know better, and we have more of an understanding. Where does does life permeate a whole galaxy, or is it just on the quieter, more stable? You know, I reckon. It, I reckon. Who knows? I reckon it probably will be most likely on the outs- outskirts because who fucking knows? If it's brutal, as you get closer, it obviously does. It obviously is getting more brutal. If we obviously can't feel it, but we're getting sucked into it. But obviously, that will pick up and pick up and pick up over billions and billions of years. To a point where, well, probably nothing can live. Fucking mad, isn't it? Pressure, as I'm going to call it. <laughs> so these these super giants can their their mass can be you know up to a hundred times greater than our suns. And in size, I read about one super giant that was eight hundred and forty five million miles in diameter. What? Now, just for comparison, because these are just numbers, our sun. I mean, it's 864,000 miles wide, so it's not even a million miles. This fucker's nearly a billion miles wide. To put it into perspective... That's, if that, that's bigger than the solar system by a long shot. Well, no, it's not. If, if, Isn't you, it? if you were to put one... If you, 845 million miles in width, if you were to put that in the centre of the solar system to replace our sun, it would swallow everything out to the orbit of Mars. That's how fucking big they are. Yeah. They give out 60,000 times the energy and light of our sun. But when they die, after their short life of 10 million years, the luminosity rapidly peaks from burning all the helium to somewhere like 40 million times as bright as the sun. Now, this is where it starts to get interesting. That's where shit gets down. This is where black holes start to potentially form. At this point in a blue supergiant's life, when the star has used all its hydrogen and helium through like nuclear fusion, the the nuclear reaction at the centre of the star, at the core, it starts to stop because there's no fuel left to sustain it and the star begins to die. Now, the sheer mass of the star is colossal and it starts to collapse in on itself, falling down and it crushes itself into a smaller and smaller central point, increasing the density as it shrinks in the process before 
exploding in a supernova. So it shrinks down and then it goes, fucking it fuck this, I can't hold this, boom, yeah. And that's what we occasionally see in the, su- in the sky, supernova. Now, the surface of the star literally falls in on itself. Now, one of two things can happen now. If the leftover mass of the from the supernova is below a threshold called the, you know, get me, the Tolleman-Oppenheimer-Volkoff limit. Nice, <laughs> I like it. The remaining gas will then form a new, smaller star. So it collapses in on itself, but it's... If it's you're lucky, you'll get a small star. <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky. It's <laughs> yeah, above yeah. that limit, and it stay, it's, it's either a white dwarf, neutron star, or quark star. Now, these things are well interesting, because they're small, like 10 miles wide. Yeah. I mean, like, a teaspoon of a neutron star can weigh as much as the Earth. So yeah. these are very, very dense, but yeah. they weren't quite dense enough. But if the mass that remains after the supernova is heavy and dense enough, and it passes... The Ptolemy Oppenheimer Volkoff limit. Oh, is, is there someone there with a checkboard and go, you wait? Yep, yeah, right. that's you it. Off yeah. Now, I'm oh, they're not near it. You can I'm just tell. You've got to turn into a black hole. So if, it, if, <laughs> if, it's, if its mass surpasses that, it, it continues to collapse and become smaller and smaller and smaller, increases its density until it forms a singularity, which is infinitely dense and infinitely small. It's escape it velocity. Seem real, does it? No, it's, 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 it's escape velocity then increases and passes that of the speed of light, and then hey presto, you have yourself a black hole. It's fucking nuts. It doesn't seem real, does it? I mean, just the things like its surface is collapsing in on itself. What does that mean? Do you know well, what I mean? Well, when you think about it, it's strange because that like collapsing into a black hole at the end of life. It's a good point what you just said there. Because if a star is burning for 10 million years, it's literally burning its fuel yeah, yeah. and getting lighter from the beginning. Its mass has been decreasing for millions of years yeah, yeah. through fuel consumption. So if a black hole is created with immense gravity and mass, why didn't the star turn into a black hole at the beginning of its life when it was most heaviest and yeah. had the, the most amount of mass? It's all to do with the nuclear fuel and the reaction, the nuclear reaction at the core. The pressure of the nuclear reaction from fusing hydrogen to helium radiating out through the star's structure, it actually keeps the surface of the star from collapsing in, in on keeps itself. It stable. Yeah, it's like a fuck-off pressure wave hot holding the roof up. Yeah. So when you run out of fuel... and it there's just no- goes... It just goes... It's like, it a, vacu- like a, a vacuum machine, um, you know, like a one of these, like, pack, um, what do you call it, vac pumps or something, yeah, yeah. in like a glass chamber. Yeah. Until it just goes pop and just, goes yeah. and just collapses in. It's trying to collapse in all the time, yeah. but because it's burning fuel... It's keeping it... Yeah. And the pressure from that fuel is holding the surface up. That's why it's when it runs out of fuel, it collapses. It's fucking nuts. So how close is the nearest blue supergiants? How close to death are we? Now, 28 miles. Now, I've read that um, Rydra in the constellation of Orion is 860 light years away from us, which is close as fuck, and it could collapse and form a black hole. It's, it's in the same category of star that can do it. And also, so it's called... close to the Hydrogen tick list sitting there going oh maybe a, a little dwarf planet well, we won't planet. know until yeah. it does it the yeah, thing yeah. and so also so is Beetlejuice or Betelgeuse or however you want to pronounce it up for Beetlejuice because it's a good film yeah. that's also in Orion so there's two potential black holes that could form that are in Orion uh, but because of their distance away from us like nearly a thousand light years they could have already gone supernova and formed black holes but we just wouldn't know yet right okay because the light hasn't fucking reached us it's fucking it's mental isn't it that is mad it's mad so there's not I thought, what does that mean if there's two black holes that close? It actually means fuck all. There's no need to worry. Because if our sun turned into a black hole, which it couldn't because it's not a blue supergiant, it's small. But if it did, the Earth would not be pulled in 
In fact, it would pretty much stay exactly where it is because the mass of the black hole would be the same as the mass of the sun and we're not being pulled into the sun. So why would we be pulled into the black hole? Okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. See what it'd I mean? It'd be the same. It basically would be the same, but without the, it, the light of the sun. Yeah. Everything would be dead. Yeah. But it would just be doing the same path. Yeah, exactly. You just keep going round it. I mean, it would subtly change. I mean, it would change because the fucking sun's turning to a black hole, but yeah. you wouldn't suddenly get sucked in. No, it's not going to. You're not going to be one minute there and then it's you no, sucked you in. Yeah, keep yeah. moving. And you're the just going to slowly go round the same sort of orbit and then slowly get closer and closer. And closer and closer. It's like those coin things, you know. Um, <laughs> yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah, when you put them in and it spins round and round and round and round and round, round, round it and it goes into a black hole, funny enough. It does. Yeah, yeah it does, doesn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. The nearest black hole is um, 2,800 light years away. It's pretty fucking close, but as I just said, we're cool, don't worry about it. Now, anything theoretically can become a black hole. If you could compress your shoe to like the size of a particle or something, <laughs> it, it would become a black hole? Now, that would be a party trick, wouldn't it? Imagine yeah. that when you're out having a few beers that you mate, and everyone, you know, someone like drinks a <laughs> bottle of booze through his eyeball or something. You go, hang on a second, mate, give me that bottle that you finish. You <laughs> turn into like a black hole. And you just suck half the house. <laughs> yeah, in. yeah, yeah. That'd be, that'd be a good power, good superhuman, wouldn't it? Super, what's it? You know, like Marvel. You know, they have yeah, like a yeah, fucking yeah. black hole man. Yeah, black hole man. <laughs> just, just goes fuck this. Make a black hole. Bye. Everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. See, a grain of sand could be compressed into infinite density and become a black hole. Now, I get this, though. If a black hole the size of a grain of sand, if one existed, it would contain as much mass as the fucking moon. <laughs> so See, that's how much you've got to compress the moon down to turn it into a black hole. You've got to squish the moon to the grain of, to a grain of sand for that and, black, it, yeah. and it will turn into a black hole. So we're talking... I mean, this is the kind of immense power. Yeah, how's, how's, how's that even possible? Well, it's it's like gravity, crazy, but gravity yeah. is the weakest yeah. force in the universe. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, or it, is it? it? It is, but yeah, it does yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. it, or is it? But yeah, if you got so you can make a black hole for a grain of sand, it'd suck in. It, it, it'd have the mass basically of the moon, so you'd be able to crush the moon down. Yeah, if you could crush the moon to it. the size of a grain of sand, it turns into a black hole. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just it, in terms of mass, the largest black hole that we've discovered is um, a supermassive black hole, seventeen billion times the size of our sun. In terms of mass. 17 billion times the size in, in of our sun. In terms of mass. Supermassive black holes are found at the centre of each galaxy. And we think they they started their life much smaller, but were like in a region of space where they could consume shitloads of star systems. They just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Everything in our galaxy, all 400 billion plus stars, planets, moons, comets, everything, countless Countless things orbit a single supermassive black hole which is at the centre of the galaxy. It's, it tears apart entire star systems. It's called Sagittarius A, and it has 4.1 million times the mass of our sun. When you compare that to the, to the largest, which has 17 billion, this one's fucking tiny. But it's not it's tiny. Nothing, it's, it's not but tiny, it tiny, but it's but tiny. It's tiny yeah. <laughs> The thing is, as well, that 17 billion one will be tiny still to another one. There'll be another one out there again. Yeah. 17 billion? Come on, mate. How about try try 15 trillion? <laughs> <laughs> so do they continue to grow infinitely? It seems like it, getting bigger and bigger. Do they consume other black holes? And like in the distant future, is the universe just going to consist of one massive black hole after it's consumed everything? Big Steve O'Hawkins, he says no. Okay. Now, this one is hard to get your head round, and I don't fully understand it, as I don't fully understand anything that we're talking about. But he says that, well, using 
quantum mechanics. Now, whenever someone says, you know, quantum mechanics and quantum theory, it just quantum dark matter theory, I'm, yeah, I come up with. <laughs> it just makes you sound like you know diddly shit. But he did. I'm trusting what he says. So he, using his quantum, You're saying I don't know shit. He's pretty much <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> yeah. using his quantum jiggery pokery. He theorised that every particle in existence has an exact opposite particle that pops in and out of existence. So he's, yeah, I know. He says, okay, okay, Steve. All right, y- y- I'll just give you that one. Have you been at the hashish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where he gets the answers from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Good on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, right, okay, Steve, I'll let you, uh, we'll just go with that. Now, he says that normally these particles don't last long because the antiparticle co- collides with its counterpart, you know, the real particle, the actual particle, and they annihilate each other like a plus and a negative, popping into existence and then disappearing. But at the edge of a black hole near the event horizon, it's possible for one of these particles the negatively charged ones, to fall into the black hole whilst the positive charged particle can escape out into space. Now, that's the Hawking radiation, the bit that gets out into space. Now, according to a dude called Cliff Burgess, who's like a bad boy physicist uh, somewhere in Canada, this means because the positive charge escapes and the negative charge falls in, you are effectively subcontracting energy from the black hole, which means over time, literally trillions and trillions and trillions of years, It'll evaporate into nothing. The black hole will just evaporate. Yeah, because it's just becoming negatively charged. I suppose it's it's kind of like you say with the with the um the blue star, whatever you can what is it? Blue supergiants. Yeah, supergiants. It's it has a fuel and and it obviously has a different type of fuel than obviously the supergiants because it's just burning and it just gradually disappears rather than just going into a, a vicious um like mentalness of like power yeah. it just goes we've used all the power we've been doing it and it just fades away yeah it's hard to get your head around in it mm. so that hawking radiation is what you basically got to take from that is that the people in the know say that they can evaporate over time <laughs> that's what they're saying so I just agree with them yeah it's easy that way should we uh, play some tunes I wonder what we could possibly play on this break Had to be done. Yeah. So let's talk about the shape of a black hole. And as far as we can tell, they are perfectly spherical. That's because obviously they've got an immense amount of gravity. It's pulling them in in uniform, massive uniform direction everywhere. So they are the perfect sphere. Uh, and I thought it's this like a central fugal force. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. But I thought the singularity was infinitely small. Doesn't that mean it's got no shape? <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's methods in the carnage somewhere along the line. But everything is theoretical, mate. Beyond the event horizon, we... Yeah, this may not even exist. Well, we don't even... <laughs> yeah. So we just have to... Uh, our maths tell us that it's going to be perfectly sphere, a perfect sphere of like utter blackness because yeah. remembering you're not seeing it because you can't see it. Yeah. doesn't mean anything. You're just seeing the absence of where it is. Yeah, you're just seeing nothing of where things might have possibly been before but even it's if still it's nothing even if it's spinning it's perfectly spherical it doesn't get like, squ- you, like you wouldn't even see it spinning though would you you wouldn't see anything no. wouldn't, it's just you can't see it so, so what you'd do you only th- see things going into it I suppose and then and then it's just back to nothing again you well you, you don't even see them go into it you just see them get near it because yeah, when they go into <laughs> it they <laughs> disappear yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's fucking mental so let's talk about the temperature at the core of a black hole past the event horizon at the singularity where everything is infinitely small and infinitely I would dense. not want to be the pioneer who had to go with these uh, <laughs> temperature gauge to work that out <laughs> yeah. from my yeah, 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 yeah. so what do you reckon then what I mean, it's either gonna what what temperatures you are you would you th- think would exist? Comparing one, it's compressing everything into nothing. I don't know. I I I, can't, I I wouldn't be able to tell you if it's if it's stupidly high or stupidly like low. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to tell you. Well, it's just above. I found it surprising. It's just above absolute zero. Yeah, I was going to say I couldn't quite work because it's doing what it's doing. Is it? It's not building power. It's sort of just taking power. Does that? But does that mean it's going to get hot or not? I don't know. So well, it's, it's it is basically just above zero degrees. It's not like the freezing point of water. Absolute zero. Like no, the right. universe is absolute zero, and they're just above it. This is like the coldest temperature that you can be, where like molecular movement ceases to exist. Nothing can get any colder. So could you, in theory, if you had a big enough thing to do it freeze a black hole but the universe is <laughs> doing <laughs> yeah, it yeah. because the universe yeah, is yeah. cooler than a black yeah. hole so it is in, in a sense it's the black hole's a warm spot in a you massively cold area you have to have an infinite freezer yeah to infinitely <laughs> freeze <laughs> to infinitely freeze the uh, black hole so I'll try and explain it get ready for, for Professor Tom <clears throat> right the reason why they're cold is is because of heat transfer like basically heat the only way you get heat and you can feel it, is when particles move around and bump into each other. Mm-hmm. Like that collisions cause infrared radiation, which, it, which is heat, uh, and then it moves out and radiates, and you feel it. But obviously black holes absorb everything, including heat. Now, particles, this is obviously theorised, this is what they think, particles, when they've gone over the event horizon, they are moving so in theory, they should bump into each other, but all the same. But they are, yeah, they're moving in perfectly straight lines due to the immense gravity. They don't have any ability to move side to side, up or down. They're just going yeah. flying straight into the middle. So they're not hitting each other. Yeah. They're, so there's, there's zero heat transfer. They were the same place. They were the same place they were just before they hit that uh, the line. Yeah. Basically, there's no there's yeah. no collisions. But meanwhile, the temperature at the event horizon, where gas is being accelerated to the speed of light, we see temperatures go to like well, potentially trillions of degrees. So it basically goes to like, like you say, trillions of degrees. And once it passes that horrent- event. event horizon, it just goes back to back to basically nothing. So there's a point in space where it's. It's trillions of degrees, and then fucking next to it on the atomic scale, it's like nothing. It's just absolutely something, something hits it a trillion degrees, and it's back to just calm, like <laughs> just just above the zero. Yeah. 
fucking... <laughs> that, I can't even think of what miniature second that would be, whatever that would be, but... It's fucking mad, isn't yeah. it? But, so it means that the universe, because the universe is absolute zero, mm. it is the coldest that it can be. It's slightly colder than a black hole, only by a small amount, but because it's colder than the black hole, that's, that you, it's sitting in it. It pulls heat from the black holes. It like sucks it away, like water being f- frozen in a freezer. And this this means that over time, a black hole can lose energy through evaporation and heat transfer to the universe, which is cooler. But it would take hundreds and hundreds of trillions and trillions and trillions of years to to evaporate. But it's possible. It's possible. Now I want to mention here. White holes, not the old yin and yang of the universe. There's yeah, always yeah. a positive and a negative, it seems, and everything. Now, they are, in theory, again, theory, the exact opposite of black holes. It's a purely theoretical idea, and we don't even know if they exist. And we have, well, we don't know if we've seen one because we don't really know what they look like. We know black holes exist, but we don't know if white holes exist. Yes, basically. And they are, well, they probably don't exist as we'll get through this. They do, but not in our universe probably right okay <laughs> they are a region of space time that is basically a complete reversal of a black hole now the most obvious characteristic is they cannot be entered you cannot get close to them they don't pull you in even though they have huge mass mm. they sort of push you away now the reason why you can't get in like light, light and matter comes out shit comes out of them now the reason why you can't get in is because even though it has huge mass and gravity the photons of light coming out are coming out at such a rate that they're forcing you away yeah they're pushing you away sort of I, I read this um, it's like, sort of similar to how the, the nuclear pressure works in the supergiant it's holding the roof up can't get into it mm. these things are pushing shit out you can't get into them now I read a line from a science paper um, I can't remember which one but it's a bit of a fucking mind melter. And I don't really even fully understand what it says, but I wanted to include it because it's, f- yeah, it's fucking witchcraft. Yeah, yeah. It says the white hole's event horizon in the past becomes the black hole's event horizon in the future. So he's say- is he saying... That- okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he's saying. Does that mean he's saying that there's a chance that the white hole, once it's done what it's done, just turns back into a black hole? Or vice versa, yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah, it could be the case. Now, there's been research carried out that looks into the possibility that black holes and white holes might be connected. Now, as we've said, matter and energy falls into a black hole, and it could potentially emerge from a white hole either somewhere else in the cosmos or in another dimension or universe entirely. How does that work, though? Well, don't ask me. <laughs> it's madness. The black holes and white holes might actually be the same part of the same thing, like one huge, massive structure that permeates through space that we've yet to comprehend. It could all be part and parcel of one object, like the other end of an electrical circuit. Yeah. We just don't mm. fucking... What's more, white holes could explain our universe and the Big Bang, which obviously we know what that is. It says, before our universe existed, there was nothing. And Mm. then all of a sudden, for some reason, the universe came into existence from an infinitely small point in space. Something came from nothing, apparently. That's what the Big Bang seems to indicate. Now, we're told energy cannot be made or destroyed. It can only be transferred from one object or region to another. You can't kill energy. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's always there. Yeah. So we didn't just explode into existence. That so it seems to see seems to be 
the case. We're full of energy. You're yeah. saying that it came from nothing. So we could have come out of a white hole from somewhere else entirely, which is really, really trippy. Which would, like you say, explain the Big Bang, well, as in that the white hole is the Big Bang. Basically. Yeah, there's something from nothing because we can't create energy. Yeah. So it's transferred. So it's, it's like a recycled old yeah, universe, planets or whatever, yeah. stars, and just pumped out somewhere else and starts again. Well, there's also theories that state that a black hole, a white hole forms when a black hole dies, which is, is doubtful because they say that a black hole with equal mass to that of the sun would take about a quadrillion times the current age of the universe to convert into a black hole. And black hole and the universe is simply is that not that old? It, yeah, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't fit. So it's a bit of a mind fuck in it, man. That mm-hmm. that it, we could. I mean, it does fit the bill. White holes, something from nothing. Maybe it was just the arse end of a fucking black hole. The white hole just yeah. burst us in. There it is. We came from somewhere else. All this energy, all this shit, was from from some other unseen region, point, or spurted out dimension, or other universe, or. Mate, they have some crazy time-bending effects as well. So to observe the effects that a black hole has on time, we'd have to imagine that we're getting close to one, but not close enough to be affected yet. So we're watching it from a distance going, shit. Yeah. All these effects that we're going to go through now would be impossible to see Mm -hmm. because black holes, you can't see shit. Yeah. But but their effects are real. That's the important thing to remember. It's also important to remember that that the speed that you travel that affects your time. The faster you travel, the slower time passes for you. I'm talking like when you're getting up towards light speed. Mm-hmm. The quicker you go, the slower time elapses. It, not not everywhere, just you in your relative you know, spacecraft traveling at close to light speed. So me and you in two, say, we're in two separate spacecraft and I decide to fly into the black hole and uh, you, you stay at a safe distance and watch what happens to me as I go in. At first, nothing happens because gravity is weakened by distance. Mm-hmm. But as I get closer to the event horizon, I'd start to notice time would start to dilate and slow down compared to yours due to my speed increasing and the space and space time that I'm traveling through is becoming increasingly curved and bent by the immense amount of gravity. So my time will start to slow down. But to you, watching from the outside, you'd notice that my fall into the black hole would take literally forever because I'd, I'd slow down infinitely. And if you could see me, I'd appear to be getting stretched as well. I'd be getting longer and thinner and getting pulled <laughs> out. I'd stop moving and almost be motionless because as I reach the event horizon, paradoxically, when I'm travelling at near light speed, time stops. So yeah, oh, fucking hell. So I would, in your perception, outlive you and everyone else that came to watch me fall in. They'd be like, "Fuck me, is he still there?" It's been like two hundred and fifty fucking years. Yeah, just, oh, he's just stretching. <laughs> just <laughs> just stretching. stretching but to me, yeah, it's looking back out at you before I'm pulled in. Just as I hit the event horizon, this is the mind belter. Mind melter. I would experience all time passing. And an infinite amount of time, the universe would appear to speed up around me and run its course. I'd see literally everything. Now, this is because at the event horizon, I'm traveling at light speed. And at light speed, time stops locally for me. So, yeah, so as time has stopped for you, you see, well, you see the universe doing its life, yeah, and just 
But you wouldn't because yeah, you yeah, because yeah, yeah. But that's basically what it'd be like, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, so looking at the spacecraft unaffected by the black hole and it moving at regular speeds, I'd see the whole universe evolve. Everything. Does that mean as soon as you hit the the horizon so, part, would if you could see the person looking in, would they be instantly dead? I'm yeah. guessing they would they just wouldn't be there. I guess so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's all a visual way to d- to describe it because obviously. You can't. So in theory, you'd yeah. Wow, that'd be cool. It's difficult. You can't do that extreme example because this involves literally going into a black yeah, hole. But and, if you watch the film, into you would not be able to do that because you'd be dead. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, but but if you could stay alive, you'd be seeing all that sort of stuff. They d- yeah yeah like the film Interstellar sort of uses this principle. Have you seen Interstellar? I bet you haven't. I don't think I have. Well, watch it because they do that. They they basically get close to a black hole, and because of it's it's massive, and they're it just distorts time and that's what you need to invent you need to try and invent a machine like a, a craft which is anti-black hole proof so you can get past <laughs> the horrend- or, or, or horizon and see the whole universe and then just pop back out and Can't. it'd be like whatever year it would be <laughs> <laughs> which is like impossible but like, it'd be the past yeah, what the fuck's like, going on I said we'd get I'd get stretched out that's called uh, spe- spaghettification. Nice. <laughs> that's literally it's what it's called. That's not like that's the official scientific term for what happens to the shit. Mister Spaghetti, who invented spaghetti, <laughs> did he come up with that theory? So, so what happens <laughs> is spaghettification occurs because the force of gravity at, when you're close to a black hole, basically at the event horizon, the force of gravity at your feet, because they're so massive, would be millions of times more powerful and stronger than it is at your head. So you'll f- you'll be stretched out potentially to miles in length and you end up becoming as thin as a human hair. <laughs> what? But it only occurs next to the, like when you're on the event horizon when gravity loses its shit and becomes insane powerful. Because the difference in, in math, the difference in your feet are closer to the singularity than your head and because gravity's that fucking next level. It pulls your legs in faster than it pulls your head in. <laughs> nuts, it's nuts, isn't it? You could use a black hole as a time machine though, <coughs> for real, if you well, could just really, orbit yeah. one. That's what, yeah, you could do. And then pop out. If you could get close enough but not, not to fall in. Maybe that is a time machine, then, as in that's the, that's the next... How do you do it, though? It's, like, impossible. Can't if nothing it. survives, or just gets, how do you invent something which will survive that? It's impossible. It's impossible, mate. Some people think they're wormholes to other dimensions or universes. Could be. Who knows? Mm. So black holes do consume other black holes, which is a frightening thought to think about. When you consider what they can do so to stars. It destroys everything. It would destroy dimensions and all sorts, wouldn't it? Yes, to, I think to it nothing, basically. If I don't are, even know how you'd do that, but... I think if there are other dimensions, they have black holes. I think they'll feel the effects of them. Maybe so a black hole is is a, a porthole to all those of different dimensions, like you say. Could well be, mate. It could well be. But when black holes consume other black holes, we use these massive, huge fucking events to prove theories mm-hmm. that we have such as gravitational waves gravity waves it starts with uh, black holes orbiting each other and then colliding and when they do that they send huge ripples through the universe like the fabric of the universe in the form of gravity waves space literally space time literally wibbles and wobbles like throwing a slab in in water almost so um the idea was theoretical that gravity waves could exist because nobody had a way of, of measuring Mm. The, the ripples that these things caused, but over way we figured out how we could we could do it, and we built a um, an observatory called LIGO, which stands for the Laser Inferometer Gravitational Wave Observatory. It's not a telescope, 
doesn't look into the... No. It's what it is. It's like uh, two, two and a half mile pipes buried into the ground at 90 degree angles away from each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bi- we beam lasers down each of these tubes uh, that measure the distance very, very precisely. And they're at 90 degrees to each other. Mm-hmm. Now, when two objects are orbiting each other collide somewhere out in the cosmos they send ripples throughout the universe yeah. now these ripples are due to the immense mass and they curve space time like i say like yeah. chucking a rock into the pool now when one, one of these ripples passes through the laser detectors at ligo yeah, yeah, yeah. they when they measure in that constant two and a half mile distance yeah they measure a slight variation in in the in the distance like it's actually slightly longer right now since lasers use light and the speed of light is constant, the change has to have occurred because the path the laser took down that tube was altered okay. and it was changed <laughs> because space-time was momentarily curved and warped. So, in theory, in a way, they can tell when a two black holes have hit each other. They, they know? Yeah, they go, well, that's, there's been a way there, so there's been a black hole that hit, hit each other at some point. Yeah. The, like, the, recently, the, sort of thing, I'm guessing, because it's, if it's infinitely... Well, they could, when yeah, they, it, it literally the laser gets bent. It has yeah. to follow the ripple of the universe, yeah, yeah. which means it's travelled a longer distance, and the laser picks it up. It's fucking nuts, yeah, that mate. Is nuts. That's crazy. So as, as I said before, we've got three types of black holes: stellar black holes, which obviously we've explained in immense detail, and not got anything wrong. You've got supermassive black holes and miniature black holes. So miniature black holes or micro black holes do, in theory, exist. The maths say they can, apparently. And they are really fucking small, like really ridiculous small. Like if a 10 pence piece collapsed into uh, a black hole, it would be smaller than an atom. So these things are fucking tiny because they're atomic. Yeah. And atoms, by the way, I mean, you know how small an atom is? Yes. People think well, they do. I look at my dick every day and I think <laughs> it's maybe just about the right size. It's difficult to understand how small an atom is. But if you, if you take this into, uh, if you consider this, a human is closer to the size of the Earth. The human body is closer to the size of the Earth than it is to an atom. That shows how fucking small these things are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these theoretical black holes could explain dark matter, these miniature ones. Now, what the fuck is dark matter? Do you know what that is? It's... it's, uh, Isn't it supposed to be some um, anti-energy or something like that? Dark matter is an unseen but detected form of matter... That is everywhere. Most of the universe is dark matter and dark energy. It's it's basically an unseen mass that emits no light, yet exerts a gravitational pull. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. sounds very much like a black yeah, hole. Black hole-ish, yeah. So we know that dark matter exists from observing the rate of spin in galaxies. Mm-hmm. Now, they spin too fast for their mass. Stars should be flung off into space. Yeah, yeah. But they're not. They're being held in by by something which is exerting a gravitational pull on them, keeping them in, in place, but we can't see it. It's, it's invisible. All the stuff we see, the stars, the planets, the moons, galaxies, everything that is observable, all the matter that there is, is approximately 4.9% of the matter that exists in the universe which is terrifying because that means 95.1% of the universe is totally invisible and a complete mystery to us. Yeah. That is nuts, isn't it? Yeah, that's crazy. How do they work out that percentage? It's crazy, isn't it? They, have to, they weigh it, basically. 
but I can see that the the, the galaxies are spinning far too quick. Stars should be thrown out, yeah. but they're not. They're held in place. It's in, it's in this room now. Dark matter's in this room. Now this is it? this is where the micro black hole comes in because these teeny tiny black holes that are impossible to see and impossible de to detect at present they may exist in fucking huge numbers throughout the entire cosmos. Now, as we know, black holes are very dense and heavy things that contain lots of compressed matter. Now, it's theorised that. If micro black holes exist, they could account for all the unseen missing matter or dark matter in the universe. They could they could be the answer. Yeah. If there's enough of them, we just can't see them. Yeah. You just need to figure out how to to uh, to harness it, don't we? Really. Yeah. So let's have a little little uh, read upon um, supermassive black holes. They're the Mac Daddy of the universe and they lie as we've said at the centre of each galaxy now we don't know how they formed because some supermassive black holes formed when the universe was one billion years old yet supermassive black holes have billions of s like solar mass stars in them which is impossible because there wasn't enough time at the beginning of the universe to form stars to, uh, to make a black hole and yeah but yet they were there they were made far too quickly. Now, what we think is, we think there was huge, massive gas clouds that existed a few hundred million years after the Big Bang, and some of these, like, collapsed into black holes where the, um, you know, the matter and the gas was dense enough. Right. It was able to, to crush them. They're so fucking big, though. Millions. And so, like we said, some of them are billions of times the size of the sun. The Milky Way has uh, a four million solar mass black hole at the centre, which is 27,000 light years away, mm -hmm. which is close as fuck, but not close. Yeah, it's, it's nothing for us as a species to worry about. <laughs> we can't, yeah, yeah we, it's as simple as, isn't it, really? Yeah, and as we mentioned earlier, supermassive black holes seem to be linked to the galaxies that orbit them, which is strange. Now, some really fucking smart astronomers and physicists calculated the mass of supermassive black, black holes. They seem to have uh, a constant relation to the mass of the central part of the galaxy that they are in, the bulge part. Now, it's it's a seven, it's a one to seven hundred ratio in terms of mass. It seems to suggest that the entire galaxy, the evolution, the life and structure of it, is intimately connected to the size of the black hole. Every supermassive black hole is seven hundred times smaller in mass than, than the actual galaxy. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. That's uh, that's interesting. So <laughs> it's amazing that they can work that out, really, as well. But like, if y it makes sense, though, as well, I suppose. Yeah, it does. Because because if you know if everything will float around it to a certain point, and then obviously that's the size of what it can hold. It's like it's like you trying to hold um, a litre of water. <laughs> In two litres, it's not going to happen. You'll have to find another place to go. <laughs> yeah. So it goes to another another sort of area, doesn't it? It's mad. So I want to just round the podcast up here with the trippiest bit. Could our universe actually be inside a black hole? That's what I said at the beginning. Well, there's a theory sort of being banded around and explored that says as matter is compressed at the event horizon, over the event horizon, collapses into the singularity, and, it, and it's compressed so much that it gets to a point where... It cannot be crushed to anything smaller. It gets to the smallest size possible, which is called a Planck length. If this is true, according to the maths, it could lead to a Big Bang-type event 
at maximum density, when that's reached inside the black hole, like the singularity, it literally explodes internally, spewing matter out that cannot escape over the event horizon. So the inside of the black hole bursts. And it just but spe- you can't see it explode because yeah. it's it's in it's contained within inside. Now the matter, so it's still in the black hole st- in the theory. Yeah, it's then, inside yeah. of it, pops not the outside. Now the matter over time gradually cools down and forms atoms, which in turn build stars and galaxies and planets. Now the maths used to describe this. It wor- it works apparently. So if an event like an I- an internal explosion is possible. The mathematical modelling says it w- the result, the after effect, the result of this internal explosion would look like a universe. So we may be living inside a black hole. Now, what's inside the black hole at the centre of our galaxy? Another, Another fucking hole. universe. What's inside that universe? A black hole. So, so we're living inside a black hole, inside a black hole. Inside a black hole, 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 and just keeps going. He just keeps going, yeah. Universe inside a black hole, and inside that black hole, there's a universe that's got a black hole, and inside that black hole, there's a universe that's got a black hole, and inside that black hole, there's a universe that's got a black hole, and inside that universe is universe, and it just goes on and on and on. Well, I can't, that's actually a theory, it sounds weird, but I could. I can understand that more than some of the other stuff you were saying. Yeah. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? Yeah. I'm sure I fucked bits up in there, but, you know, we had a run at it, at least. Yeah. It's fucking complicated shit, man. It's madness, that is, isn't I tried it? to, like, not that... Well, not that I could have included the maths anyway, but a lot of it is explained in ways that are so difficult to... Um, you need to be, like, picture. a mathematical genius to actually understand and see in your head what what's happening sort yeah. of thing. So I hope it's sort of like perked your interest. And if you know about them, you've had a laugh at us fucking things up. And if you don't know about them, hopefully you'll have a you do a bit of YouTube and you know have a little bit of a read up and yeah. scare yourself fucking shitless. Watch a bit of muse. Bit of muse. Super, I don't know why I said muse. Then that's how you pronounce them. Muse. Ma- muse. Sounds like a posh version of them. <coughs> super massive black hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the show then. Yes, that was good. That was. Epic, as usual. Fucking difficult one. Yeah. yeah. So on to the next one. So if you want to contact, you get an old details. Yeah, it's uh, robotsfries at gmail.co.uk or .com. I can't <laughs> remember. Um, Google, um, just type us in and you'll get all, all sort of uh, social medias, the Twitters, the um, Facebook, the Instagrams, all that kind of stuff. Um, if you want to send us your money, do so. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll uh, and send us beer, please. Beer companies. Oh yeah, man, I'd love a beer now. Even though it's like, well, it's about midday, isn't it? Can yeah. a beer? I could do. I'm gonna. I don't blame me. Let's do it. Yeah, man. See, See you next later. week. Bye. Bye.